Hey friends, my name is Ann Watson, and we are counting down to the seventh annual Declare Conference, which is coming up fast. So do you have your ticket yet? If you're like me, you're probably hemming and hawing. You're waiting to see what the schedule looks like once the kids are back in school. But I would love for you to just take one minute and ask yourself, what do you need to invest in you? Can you commit to just a couple of days to invest in yourself? I promise you, it's so worth it. Speaking of worth it, I have to tell you that I took a Shazzy Fitness class this week. I'll be honest, I didn't really want to do it, largely because I gave up exercising for Lent like 20 years ago, and I'm no quitter. But the lovely Erin Hall of Declare convinced me to go, and to my surprise, it was great. It was really fun, it was challenging, and I felt so accomplished the rest of the day. The great news is Shazzy Fitness is going to be at the Declare Conference this year, so go check them out online. You can sign up for their lab and you can experience this amazing form of exercise as well. And if you're like me and exercise makes you want to cry, then Shazzy Fitness is just the thing that you're going to need. Okay, so we're in our third season of the Declare podcast. If you're listening for the first time, a big welcome to you. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. If you're a fan of the podcast and the conference, would you help us get the word out about the podcast by just going and leaving a quick review on iTunes? That helps other women like you discover Declare, and we are so appreciative of your help. If you're new and not familiar yet with Declare, check us out at declareconference.com for who we are and what we're all about. You can see our speaker lineup and have an opportunity to meet with some publishing agents at the conference. You can get professional headshots done. You'll hear from pros about how to publish a book, how to brand yourself without breaking the bank, how to become a better speaker, and just so much more. Seriously, go check out the website to see all the fabulousness we have in store for you. And a hint from me to you, we've got some great surprises as well. So you can get a sneak peek from our speakers by going back and listening to a few of these podcast episodes, and I hope that you will. In fact, in our last episode, you heard encouragement from Sarah Haggerty, the author of Every Bitter Thing is Sweet. She talked about the challenges of writing out of her pain, how to navigate the traffic of your mind and heart, and she gives you a glimpse into her new book, Unseen, The Gift of Being Hidden in a World that Loves to be Noticed. She is so real, you're just going to identify with her immediately, and she's going to be at Declare this year. That's episode 56, and if you haven't heard it yet, go check it out. Also, just a heads up for you, make sure that you make a note to listen to the next session in two weeks with the incomparable Jan Greenwood. But today we're on episode 57, Hustle and Rest, with one of my favorite people ever, Crystal Stein. Crystal is a freelance writer, a communications coach, and she encourages women to pursue holy hustle, a work hard, rest well lifestyle that chases faith instead of fame. She's mom to a five-year-old and married to her high school sweetheart, and she's also the author of Creative Basics, 30 Days to Awesome Social Media Art, and she's the creator of the popular Clarity Coaching Course, editor of Craving Connection, and host of the annual Write 31 Days Challenge, which is coming up, so if you're interested at all in that, go check out that website. Crystal also writes regularly on her blog, and you can find her all over social media. In our conversation today, we talk about working hard and resting well, keeping up with the writing Joneses, reshaping what success means to each of us, and being the boss of our own soul care. She has so much wisdom and honestly, a few tweetable comments. Also, don't miss what she says near the end about having a not to-do list. That's kind of awesome. You are going to love her. But before we get started, I just want to take a minute and say a huge thank you to our podcast sponsors this week, Rad Joy and Simply Bliss. So Rad Joy are the husband and wife creators of Surrender Crosses. They're gorgeous wooden crosses designed to help you release your burdens and rely on God. 
I have one and I absolutely love it. Simply Bliss sells trendy, high quality, tasteful clothing and more. I mean, their stuff is so cute. I just want all of it. You need to check this out. Both of these incredible, fabulous designers will be joining us at Declare. But if you can't wait, and I don't blame you, click on their links in the show notes and be prepared to shop. All right, let's go ahead and jump in and get started with our conversation with Crystal Stein. Hey, Crystal, how are you? Hey, Anne, I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. Part of the reason that I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today is because I met you at Declare, I think, two years ago. And I took a little course from you called Creative Basics, which blew my mind. I have an advertising degree, but then, you know, circumstances in life happened and I didn't ever end up getting a job in advertising. And so that Creative Basics class kind of took me back to those things that I was super passionate and in love with. And as a result, I completely became a huge fan of yours. So I've been just giddy about having you on the podcast today. Oh, I love hearing that. That's so fantastic. It changed my life. And I have so much fun creating graphics and stuff now. And we'll get to a little bit more about that in a second. But I'm excited for our listeners and our Declare community to get to know you. So why don't we just go ahead and start with you telling us a little bit about you and your family and maybe your story. Absolutely. I would love to. So I'm Crystal Stein. The Declare Conference is my happy place. I love it so much. I wasn't able to attend last year, and it was the saddest moment of my life Um, because I couldn't be there with everyone. It just, that space to me just really brings together everything that I love and the way that I really feel that God has called us to use our gifts and talents to reach the far ends of the earth. And the internet is clearly one of the best ways to do that. It goes further than anything ever has in generations before us. So I live in Pennsylvania, not close to Texas, and it's always well worth the flight to get to visit all my friends there. I have lived in the same town uh, ever since I was little. My husband now is a third grade teacher at the elementary school I attended whenever I was in elementary school. No way, that's so cool. (laughs) I know. And our daughter, Madison, who is five, will start kindergarten there in August. So it is yeah, we've got legacy here. Yeah, it's like full circle. Town. It is. My parents live here. My husband's parents live here. Maddie's got great grandparents in town. So our whole family is from this area. And my sister actually recently did one of those Ancestry.com DNA tests. Oh, yeah. And, which I'm obsessed with pretty much all of that kind of thing, um, knowing where we came from and all of that. And it was funny. It, it was pretty specific about the last couple hundred years. Our family has been from Pennsylvania, it's a little bit of West Virginia, but mostly Pennsylvania. I'm like, well, listen, we came and we settled and we stayed. Yeah, you <laughs> so, guys are like the original settlers. <laughs> we, have, we have not moved. We got our comfy spot and we decided to, we, this is where we were going to be. So I did that ancestry thing and it basically told me I was a mutt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of everything, right? right exactly. <laughs> yeah, we were pretty excited about the We knew about the Irish side, the Irish and Scottish side. We were pretty thrilled, though, about the Italian and Greek sides because I'm like, listen, all of that together explains so much about carbs and my life and how much (laughs) I just love food. That's awesome. I'm like, I would just blame my genetics now. Listen, it's not me. It's my ancestors. I just need a pasta. (laughs) Yeah, I just I need a carb. Let's make this happen. And uh So right now I have uh, gone through over the last 10 years quite a series of job transitions that were completely unexpected. 
because I was always the girl. Um, we were joking a little bit about our weddings before we started recording, and I said I've never been the girl who dreamed about her wedding growing up, but I was always the girl who dreamed about her career growing up, and I knew what kind of job I wanted, and I knew I um, I really wanted to be one of those people who had, you know, they got that job and they stayed in it and they climbed the ladder and they were in it until they retired and they got their gold watch and that was just their career. The and watch. I was, I love it. you know, I'm like, listen, I am apparently in the wrong generation because I don't think anybody actually gets gold watches anymore. And I, I didn't see myself changing careers, but God did. And he has taken me through quite a journey. Um, since graduating college and getting that first job. And he allowed me to climb the corporate ladder and become, you know, have a fancy title and become an assistant vice president before I was 30. And then showed me very clearly that I was putting all of that ahead of him. And so he took it away. And so over the last few years, I've been learning where he wants me to use my gifts and the talents he's given me. And it happens to be online in a lot of ways and serving other women, especially other creative women. And so right now I am a full-time freelance writer slash fancy communications consultant. Um, (laughs) Very fancy. I honestly know what that means, but somebody else called me that and I was like, that sounds good. I'm going to take that. Um, I will, I will accept that title. Yeah. Change approved. Yeah. I'm like, no, good. We, I don't need a business card, but we're going to put it out on LinkedIn, which I do not know how to use, but that's fine. <laughs> so right now the work I primarily do, um, I am so honored that I get to work from home and support my family and serve my family by helping a nonprofit that's actually based out of Austin, Texas. Oh. So these Texas connections keep coming up, but I get to help them uh, with their copy editing and Uh, doing some writing and helping with their social media, which is such a blessing um, because they work to promote foster care and adoption. And the stories that I get to help tell are just incredible. And the way that God is using that organization to bring hope and healing to children in Texas is, is really amazing. So that's what I have the honor of doing right now. Um, And it allows me to do things like take my daughter to swim lessons, at 10 15 in the morning which is not ideal right <laughs> always not for nine to fivers <laughs> exactly so you know it also has its challenges like this morning I was trying to get some work done and my daughter sat in my office making up songs while I was trying to work so you know working from home has its blessings for sure and its challenges but it is right where God has me so until he tells me to go do something else I'm gonna stay here and do the work you know, I think no matter what job you're in or what you're trying to do, there's blessings and challenges in anything. So it's just how you yes. choose to look at them as to which one is going to persevere in your life. Exactly. You know, a lot of the things that I have seen as challenges that felt like struggles, um, God has definitely used to reshape things in my life, like my idea of success or, you know, who I was serving and um pointing out where I was striving instead of honoring him. And when I was bringing glory to myself or trying to build my own platform instead of helping to expand God's kingdom. So those challenges are all little identifiers for me that there's something God wants to teach me through this. And then, you know, successful moments are the blessings, the things that feel good and easy or just work out right. I just am grateful for um, because it means they're just little signposts for me that I'm on the path of God wants me to be on and I haven't strayed and I haven't looked to see where everybody else is and what they're doing lately. And I'm just, I'm staying true to where he's called me. 
That's so great. I, I would love to have an example of what you mean by the little signposts. Like, how do you take note of what God is trying to teach you or the way that he's trying to direct you? I really struggle with just really being content where God has me. And I have to really check myself that I'm not striving, especially as a self-employed Uh, you know, I'm my own boss. And so, you know, it's not like I can show up nine to five at an office right now and just have work regardless of whether or not there's something going on. Like there's not somebody else pulling work in for me, you know, and one of the things that is a a challenge for me is whenever my contract with my freelance work comes to an end, trusting God that whether or not that contract is renewed, he has something for me. Um, and not starting to panic and not going and chasing a bunch of different rabbit trails of things that look like they might be the next right thing and just waiting on God to to say, okay, you can go ahead and apply for something else or no, just wait um, and see what happens. And this most recent uh, season when I was waiting for my contract to be renewed, I tend to go on you know, job posting sites and see what else is out there and start talking to people and see who's hiring and see if there's something else I should add to my to-do list, right? See if there's another job I should take on just in case. And God just was very faithful in speaking to my heart and just saying, just wait, just wait in this season. And it was interesting because had I taken maybe another job that I applied for that would have been out of our home or another freelance job, then I wouldn't have been able to say yes to the extension of my contract that did come through. Um, And I also wouldn't have been able to wait and see that God had some other things planned too, that in that season of waiting, um, a few friends reached out and asked for help on short-term projects that just were enough to keep me doing the things that I loved that weren't a huge 40 hour a week commitment, like a, you know, another job would be, but things I could help with that would serve their ministries and just be able to, to keep me busy while I was waiting. And so as I've learned to wait on God and as I've learned to trust him with this business and with the things that he's given me and the ways he's asking me to be a good steward of my talents and my time and our finances for my family, you know, trusting him has been one of the biggest lessons. And as I've, you know, slowed down and stopped striving and made sure that I'm taking some time to be, you know, in the word and just communicating with him about what the day is going to look like and what the month is going to look like. And, you know, the things that scare me and being honest with him about that, then I can be open to the doors that he has for me that maybe I would have zoomed past on my way to try to make things happen in a different way. So I can, I can say yes to those smaller moments and, you know, take that time to do things that I really love. Like you mentioned with Creative Basics, it really reignited that passion and um, that fire for design and creativity. And sometimes those little projects that come my way, if I would uh, dismiss them as being too small or not the right time, then I might not get the chance to be creative and use a different part of my brain or a different part of my skill set that Maybe God has me um, wanting to practice in a different way so that later he can use that again for somebody else or for his glory. Okay, so that was amazing. The way that you communicate with God about what you're supposed to do next. And I love what you're saying about slowing down and not striving and being comfortable waiting on God, just Mm -hmm. listening for him. And yet on your 
blog, it says that you are an author, an editor, a freelance communications <laughs> consultant, a course creator, a writing challenge host, a speaker, a mom, a wife, and a graphic design guru, among other things. Among, yes. Yes. And so I'm trying to figure out, you're juggling a lot. And I know there's no such thing as balance. But how do you kind of balance your to-do list with what you're hearing from God? And then from all of the things that you feel like God has said yes to, how do you kind of organize that all without losing your mind? Yeah, that's really, that's a, that's the thing. That is it. Um, you know, and there are seasons where I definitely feel like I am losing my mind, but that's fine. You know, I have a five-year-old. I think that comes with the territory. Sure. But, you know, I think one of the key things whenever you look at that list is that I do not do all of those things every day. Uh, those things have seasons. Those things have specific moments in my schedule that they happen in. And so, you know, when it says that a freelance editor and an author and a writer and all these things, well, that pretty much is just the long version of what I do every day uh, with my freelance work. And the writing challenge, that is a specific season. I could probably take Write 31 Days and host it four times a year. I think that writers would probably love that. I think that there would be an audience for it. However, I do not have the mental or physical capacity to do that. So that challenge only happens in October. So from mid-September to about the beginning, the first week of November, that's all the time on my calendar that takes. And I know that's coming. So I make sure that if I have other writing deadlines leading up to that, that I honor those and I complete those. And I don't say yes to anything new in that space. I did the same thing when I was working on my manuscript. There was a lot I said no to knowing that I had a deadline and I had a commitment that I needed to honor. So that was not, you know, that writing season was not a speaking season. That wasn't a season where I was going and wholly hustling for, you know, new freelance work. It wasn't when I was trying to launch a new product. It was, that was the season for that project. And in learning that I no longer have the capacity to multitask because my brain just frankly doesn't work that way any longer. I used to think I was amazing at multitasking. I'm not. I really am not. I just barely did a lot of things. And now I'm like, I would really like to just do things one at a time really well start to finish. So, you know, it's just it's understanding that there are busy seasons and being able to be in communication with God about where things need to be a yes and where things need to be a no and understanding that when it comes to my family and the boundaries I put on my time, that those are important things that need to be in place first, that, you know, when I'm done working at the end of the day at five o'clock, I close my office door and I don't work. And that's something new for me. That's something that I wasn't good at for a really long time. Um, it was really easy for me to just keep working and check like, especially working from home, I could pop into my computer anytime I wanted and respond to emails. And people would email me at nine o'clock at night because they knew that I would be there. And it took a long time to train myself not to respond, which in turn trained other people not to contact me or expect an answer right away. And so I put some boundaries up around my time and really made it clear these are my office hours. My priority is my family on the weekends. I unplug, you know, which doesn't mean you're not going to see me on social media, it just means that you're not going to see me working because I need to take that time to be able to re-energize and refresh so that whatever season I'm in that God is asking me to do the work, 
whether it's writing or whether it's speaking or whether it's preparing for a writing challenge or a course, which happen in four and six week increments for me, then I will be ready to do those. And I can make sure that I'm honoring all the commitments that I have and that I've made and that I leave some space for something surprising that God might want to bring down the road that I don't see coming. I like that. Leave space for God. And I also really like kind of what you're talking about with boundaries, closing your office door at five. And then even if the rest of your family is off doing something else, not going back into the office and checking email because you're bored or something. Right. Like setting that. I'm speaking about my life. Um, <laughs> it's but, so easy to it's, our, it's literally at our fingertips on our phones. It really is, especially when you work from home. You have everything at your fingertips. So it is, it's hard to set those boundaries, but it's so good to set them. Yes, it is. You need those because I think one of the things that I learned is that if I'm not willing to set boundaries in my everyday, just Monday, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, five o'clock at night life, then how in the world would I be willing to have a Sabbath in my life where I took a whole day or a weekend away? or a vacation with my family that work wasn't coming along to. So I had to start with that. I had to start with, listen, once my family's home in the evening, they're my priority. And, you know, letting people know, listen, you can email me anytime, but I'm just not going to get back to you until tomorrow morning when I'm back in my office. This is, you know, I respect my time enough to ask you to respect my time. And once I was able to start doing that, and now there are always exceptions because little things always come up, you know, it's not perfect, but it makes it so much easier now knowing, listen, the world's not going to end because I don't respond to an email within the first five minutes it shows up in my inbox. So if I am away for a weekend and my family, you know, we go to Hershey Park a lot, uh, we have season passes and it's really close to us. So, you know, if I spend the day at Hershey Park on a Saturday, I don't have to stand in line responding to urgent work emails anymore because I'm my own boss and I can make that decision. And even if you're not your own boss, you can put that boundary and that protection around your family and around your heart to be able to say that, yes, work is important, but family is who you serve first when it comes right. to the order of who God has put in your life. And so being present with them and learning for me too, that that refreshes me. You know, I used to think that vegging in front of the television was how I rested well. And really I would just kind of zone off and I'd probably still be on my phone while I was watching something on TV and I just feel terrible um, I wouldn't feel rested. I'd feel lazy. But I'm learning now that God has created me that because I focus so much of my time and energy staring at a computer screen and I'm being very creative and I'm pouring out creativity a lot and I'm, you know, invested in something that is not manual labor, right? So like I'm doing something that's maybe more on the educational or teaching or creating side that for me to do something on the weekends or on the evenings that's outside, that's active, that's you know, making memories with my family, that is restful to me because I am stepping away from the work that I do 40 hours a week and doing something different and living that life that gives me something that's worth writing about later. And it's been hard for me because I think that one of the things whenever I first started, you know, talking to God about, you know, hustle and rest and all of this and wrestling with all of it, I was like, but rest for me doesn't feel right if it's like, a quiet room and a candle and like a soft blanket. I'm like, well, it looks lovely, but I get really distracted right. and bored. And I'm like, God, I don't think I'm doing this rest thing right. 
He's like, you're not. Like, that's not how he made me. And I think that we have to remember that God is a creator who is so unique that not a single one of us has the same fingerprints. Why in the world would he create us for all the same work, all the same type of rest, all the same ways to serve, all the same ways to speak? There are endless possibilities for how he created us to do things well with how he's designed us. And so I think there are amazing examples of what that looks like on Instagram or on Pinterest or on Facebook. But I think understanding that it takes a close walk with God, which I have not always been great at, but understanding who he is and how he made you will help with that with that balance, I think, because it is more of a juggle. Listen, it's just you're trying not to drop the most fragile plate at any given time. <laughs> exactly. Or drop one of the, you know, flaming swords that you're yes, juggling. Yes, let's not stab <laughs> anyone with a flaming sword. <laughs> exactly. That would hurt. It would be inconvenient. That, it's not good yes. for anyone. You know, the Nerf gun, we can totally drop. That's fine. No one's going to get more. Right, that's okay. It's good. Right, exactly. But that's really great because I'm kind of discovering that about myself a little bit too, is that I used to try to rest and do it like the pictures that I saw on Instagram with the glass of wine and the candle and the blanket and whatever, or try to do it by watching TV. But what I found was even though my body was physically resting, my mind was still spinning. It was still turning. It was still coming up with ideas. Mm -hmm. And I would get the ideas that had to be written down or I would forget them. And so I was never really taking that full mental break from the work that I was doing. But I've discovered recently, I am someone who needs to rest actively. That doing things with my family or shopping with my kids or pulling weeds and, you know, whatever it is, that is what takes my mind away from everything so that I can rest. Yeah, it's interesting. A few years ago, actually, I read a magazine article and I can't for the life of me remember what it was or who wrote it. But basically, it was saying that our brains are wired so that in order to feel balanced and rested, we need to do the opposite of what we do for our work. So like for my husband, for example, he's a teacher. So he's in a very intellectual field. So he's teaching for nine months out of the year. For him to rest and you know, do the opposite of that means he spends our entire summer outside in the yard doing physical manual labor. And that is very refreshing for him. It's hard work. And it's so different from what he does for his day job that it brings that balance, right? So like whenever August comes back around, he's ready to get back in the classroom. It would not be restful for him to teach for nine months out of the year and then spend his entire summer reading books <laughs> in the library or teaching a grad course right. or something. You know, and I think that's the same for people who probably do a job that is manual labor for the majority of their day job is they need that opposite. They need the intellectual stimulation in order to balance out what they do every day. And so they need that time to read and rest and, you know, not be on their feet and to be in something that sort of stimulates them Um, intellectually and challenges them and maybe it's art or music or whatever that is and so understanding where God's called us for our our work I think helps us understand then how he's asking us then to rest well too because it's it's not always going to be exactly the same as what everyone else is doing exactly and I think that resting well is always thought of as you're sitting down and not really doing anything right yeah but that actually to me in a lot of ways is more draining yes 
And I think, you know, I think some people really do need that. You know, there's been seasons I've come out of recently where I've been just really burnt out and understanding that, you know, we're not talking about not getting enough sleep. <laughs> you need sleep. Right. You know? um, but there is this fine line between resting well and doing things that re-energize you. And, you know, I think it has a lot too to do with personality, like whether you're an introvert or an extrovert or what Enneagram number you are. So with work, if I go too far and start trying to do things in my own way and looking around at what everybody else is doing, I go from serving into striving. That's sort of the opposite end of where God wants me to be. When it comes to rest, when I'm looking around and trying to fit rest into this model that looks really pretty when I take a picture of it, somehow from up above my head and I'm sitting, you know, crisscross applesauce with my cup of coffee and like a journal. Like, I don't understand how those pictures happen. I literally cannot manage to maneuver my body that way. But (laughs) if I go too far into that, And I'm like, well, no, I just need to sit here in the quiet and like watch TV or, you know, maybe the world is yelling at me and being bossy about like what I need to do for soul care or whatever. Like I can easily go from rest into laziness. And so when it comes to work and rest, I think there are these two endpoints that are too far away from that center place where God wants us to be because striving and laziness are equally terrible for our hearts and our minds and our souls. But when we're in that middle place where we can work hard and we can rest well, where all we have to do is look at God's model in Genesis, where he worked hard for six days and he called what he created good. And then he rested and he called the rest holy. That is that beautiful middle space where that juggle comes to a balancing point, I think, for us. You know, finding those ways to say, listen, work, it's work and rest. It's not work or rest. It's an and kind of lifestyle. Okay, so this is all leading up to what I think is the content of your new book, which is also, I think, the first book you've written. Is that correct? Correct. Yes, this is my first, well, it's my first traditionally published one. Creative Basics, I did self-publish, which was amazing. I love doing that. That was a fun process. But yes, Holy Hustle will come out next fall, fall of 2018. So she's got a little bit of time before her birthday. Oh, but that's so exciting. Holy Hustle, which that'll be the title of the book is just, yeah, it is about this work hard, rest well lifestyle that honors God. And it is about understanding that there is no I in platform, that it is about building God's kingdom and being digital evangelists, right? Using these places and spaces God's given us. And serving the people right where they are, where he's given us a space to do that in. And so I'm really excited about it. And it's one of those books that it is the message of my heart. And I loved writing it. And I'm proud of it, regardless of where it ends up on any kind of list next fall. Listen, I'm not gonna lie, it'd be awesome if it was a bestseller. But (laughs) God, God is gonna do a thing with it if he wants to. And that, you know, just learning how to trust him in this process. And, you know, I joked around with a friend that I think that I, I must be doing this whole book writing thing wrong because a lot of the friends I know who have written books before just always complained about how hard and terrible it was. And I'm like, I am having so much fun. Like, clear, I'm on a first name <sighs> basis with the baristas at Starbucks. I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm like, something happened. I don't think I did it right. <laughs> but <laughs> So... Are the baristas spelling your name right on the cup? Because yes. that's when you know it's real. You know real. what? At this point, I don't even know that they put my name on the cup. They just all know who I am. The bad thing is I order something different every time I go in. So I may, I might be a regular, but I don't have a usual yet. So I need to work on that. I need to like be a little more consistent with my ordering so they can just make it for me without me having to order. But 
my daughter pretty much thinks I'm a celebrity because Starbucks knows my name. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. And I do think there's something to be said for staying unusual. Listen, I think so. You know, and I talk a little bit about that about how, in the book about how, listen, we need to be a little bit weird for Jesus. If we're going to just go ahead and do the same thing the world is telling us to do and the same thing everybody else is doing, I mean, that's not going to get you very far. Like, we're called to be a little bit weird for Jesus. So, you know, our work is going to look unusual. The way that we do it is going to be weird. This way that we treat other people in the workplace, the way that we honor work and outdo one another in honor, the way that Romans tells us to in the Bible, like that is some weird, weird stuff compared to the way that the world is like, listen, you're going to put on your spiked heels and you're going to climb over everybody on your way up that ladder. And, you know, a lot of the book has my story in it, my failures. I'm honest about the hard things, the times I've been fired, the times I've been asked to resign, the things that hurt really badly in work and in ministry. Um, And I share that story. But I also had some incredible women like Claire Smith and Aaron Hall and, you know, Winter Pitts and like these incredible women who shared their holy hustle stories and how God has shown them in their lives how work can really be done well and for him and that we are called to do some good work for his kingdom. And so my favorite part is honestly getting to share other people's stories and to go into scripture and see what God says about work, and especially women who work and who do it well in the Bible. Because for me, it all started with a sermon at church about Ruth, and I was bored and because I have heard this story of Ruth a gazillion times. So I skipped ahead, and I was like, all right, God, I know what she does. We all know this you know, verse that everybody reads at the wedding. And I started to flip through and he was like, listen, there's more to this story than you think. And he showed me how Ruth is such an amazing model for what work looks like whenever we do it to honor God and our families and how he blessed her through her work. And she was recognized for working hard in that field. And she worked through the harvest. She worked through two harvests. You know, and so her blessings didn't come after that first day in the field, but that she was willing to do what she needed to, that she knew where God had called her. She knew how to support her family with the talents and the abilities and the space she was given. And that at the end of the day, God said, listen, this is where I want you because you're going to be in the ancestry line of Jesus. And if she would have looked around at what everybody else in town was doing and tried to take on a different position or a different job or gone to a fancier field or tried to to do something to lift up this family name that she felt so strongly connected to, she may have very well missed out on the incredible legacy God had planned for her, a legacy that she wasn't even alive to see. And so it's just such an encouragement to me that the work that we do now, um, there will be a harvest for it, but we just need to be faithful to do the work and plant the seeds and God is going to take care of what he needs to do with that if we are honoring him. So the book for me really came out of that struggle of looking at who I follow on Instagram. And I was really wrestling with the group of amazing women who are entrepreneurs and creatives, but who talk about hustle the way that the world talks about hustle, where it's striving and going 24 seven and having to get the latest and greatest product out before the next person. And it was exhausting to try to keep up with because Instagram is the new like Joneses, right? You have to keep up. So on the other hand, I was following these amazing women of faith who were, you know, talking about grace and soul care and rest. And I was like, but I can't like, it's got to be more than just one or the other. And so holy hustle for me is that middle place where the work can be good and the rest can be holy. 
Oh, I love that tagline. That's so great. So the book sounds incredible. And I'm wondering for women who are trying to really figure out striving versus resting and holy hustle and all of that, your book doesn't come out until fall of 2018. So is there maybe a first step that you would offer to women who might be struggling with this or hoping to achieve this kind of holy hustle? Well, first of all, if you would love to sign up for my email newsletter, which you would get maybe uh, four of in a month because I have been busy. But um, no, a friend of mine, I collaborated with an amazingly talented friend of mine, Sarah Park, who does beautiful hand lettering. And so right now on my site, if you sign up for my uh, email list, you get four mini Holy Hustle devotionals and then 12 beautifully designed printables and coloring kind of things that she designed to go along with the message. So those are on there now. And I just, I love offering that free as just a source of encouragement for anybody who feels like they are in that place where they just need to maybe find that, that balance that, or just be encouraged that their work matters and that even though it feels small, it's seen and it's worthwhile. So that is free on my site if anybody would want that. You know, the other thing I would say though is the thing that's really helped me a lot is doing really easy Bible study. Um, I've loved doing, you know, Beth Moore studies and things like that that take a lot of homework and a lot of time. And those are great for different seasons. But right now I'm just loving the She Reads Truth Romans study that they're doing over the summer because I can pick up my phone first thing in the morning before my feet even get out of bed and I'm in the word. And there's, you know, a scripture that speaks to my heart and that I can apply to my day and a devotional that is so beautifully written and scripturally sound. And just starting my day that way, I think that if you are feeling like you are too far on one side or the other of that, you know, work and rest balance, that maybe you feel like you're striving, you're just exhausted, or you feel like maybe you've been a little lazy because you took some soul care a little too far, a little too long. You know, I think getting back in the word just helps to center and start your day in a way that really allows God to speak to you. Um, And it doesn't have to be a really long time. I think it takes me about five minutes to read those in the morning, but it's just an amazing way to start and just give God the opportunity to set the agenda for your day and to give him control of your to-do list as you're putting him first. So I really love that. And there are some other really great books. Laura Casey has a great book called Make It Happen that I really like a lot. 31 Days of Prayer for the Dreamer and Doer. That's a great devotional book. Those are two that I used a lot whenever I was researching and looking for quotes and things for in Holy Hustle. So those two women are definitely two that inspire me. I think Jen Jett, although it's under Jen Sprinkle if you buy the book. Right. And we actually interviewed her for the podcast, yeah. too. So she talks a little bit about that. That's a great devotional. I think if you want one that kind of just speaks to the work and creative and because one of the pieces that I break down in the book is that work doesn't necessarily need to happen in the office. There was a woman who commented on my blog one time that said that right now her work is that she has the ministry of availability, which was her way of saying she was retired. And I love that, you know, and Kristen Schell has a book about her turquoise table book about being front yard people and this idea that all we have to do is walk outside our front door to see that God has put people in our paths, whether it's our neighbors or our friends or our community or our church, that we can serve somehow with our gifts. And so although my main job is doing freelance work, I also love being able to help my church 
And I felt really called to that over the last year to be able to offer my talents somehow just to volunteer for my church to be able to help them do some things that maybe they needed. So I'm helping with the Facebook promotion for a women's event that we have coming up in the fall that Joe Saxton's going to speak at. And I'm really excited that I get to do that. So it's looking for those little opportunities to use what we love to do uh, to be able to, to work and honor God and not necessarily feel trapped by what work is supposed to look like. That's such a great point. Okay, so I like to ask everybody that I uh, have on the podcast, with technology always changing, what are you totally obsessed with right now and what are you completely over? Mm, Okay, I love this question. So I am right now totally obsessed with the app Lumier. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's how you say it. It's L-U-M-Y-E-R. Listen, I love this app enough that I paid for it and I almost never pay for apps, but it, it turns your photos into little animated things. So you can like have confetti falling on your picture or you can have, you know, bubbles or water splashes. Like it adds these little animated things to your pictures before you oh, share them fun. on Instagram. It's just really fun. I just, it makes me happy. I tend to chase things that make me happy. So that I'm a big fan of. Uh, I'm also getting back into doing some Instagram live. Uh, I was a big fan of Periscope when it first came out and then it got weird and spammy. I like Instagram stories, but I went through a season recently where I just, I had to take some time to not necessarily be posting selfies online or doing video. And it was um, right after a job transition and I needed to take some time to really heal and take a little time away from putting myself out there in such an obvious way, I think, because video, it's a little tough to not be the one on camera. So I stepped away from doing that for a while because I just, I realized that whenever I'd look back at things I had done you know, even six months before I wasn't recognizing myself now. Listen, there is absolutely nothing wrong with finding an amazing Christian counselor whenever you start to feel that way. And I found one and she was amazing, you know, and she helped me work through some of these struggles that I've had with defining success and failure and thinking, you know, and associating so much of my worth with my work. And it was a good season to step away. And now it's just, I feel like God is saying, it's kind of releasing me back into being able to do stuff like that because I love connecting with women on social media. And so being able to use that platform, Instagram especially is my jam right now, and to do fun okay. videos uh, and be able to share my life and my story authentically on there, which authentically doesn't necessarily mean you have to like dump everything in the kitchen sink out on people but just I'm just real like I like that I can be real I don't have to edit it it's just out there and so starting to be able to do some more of that again uh things that I'm over I'm not gonna lie I'm kind of over creative basics I'm so glad you loved it but listen (laughs) here tip tip from somebody who should have known better if you are going to create a course or write an ebook about something please don't make it anything about the internet because it will change every five minutes and you will have to update it constantly and it will be like so out of date all the time so oh i i didn't even think about that you're right it's though. so hard so i mean i do still love creative basics that I, I do i just i think that maybe i'm done offering it as a course i don't know this might have been the last year okay. i offer it online as a course the book is still available okay so we can just say Anybody listening who really wants Creative Basics, you need to, you know, send an email through your website and demand it now before it goes away for forever. Beg that it stays around. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
I was like, this is such a great idea. And then instantly Canva changed their layout. I'm like, this is such a terrible idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's okay, though. Trial and error. Yes. And you know what? Teaching it is still one of my favorite things. I do love helping people learn that they, too, can be creative masters when it comes to free tools uh, to make social media graphics online. But I also know, too, that now Canva has an incredible resource on their own site that gives you tutorials and amazing things. So I like to think I add a personal touch to it, but uh, I also love just pointing people to things that are already out there that are free that will teach them how to their internet spaces more beautiful. So it doesn't necessarily have to come from me. (laughs) Well, so you are coming to declare in the fall and you are one of our speakers. And I think you're going to be talking a little bit about a lot of stuff. So (laughs) the creative basics and some holy hustle and kind of all of that. And I just feel like it's going to be so powerful and it's going to bring freedom and inspiration for people. And I think that it's going to be a really phenomenal session. I know for me, I can't wait. Oh, you're so sweet. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I think uh, the main premise for what I'm going to be talking about is, and it's going to be, I promise you by the grace of God more interesting than what this is going to sound like but <laughs> blogging and social media trends is what I'm, I've been asked to talk about which I think is super exciting because I'm such an early adopter of everything so that gives me some time to research I will probably have to wait till like three weeks before the conference to actually dig into anything because it will all change by then you know absolutely I mean we like to leave room for the Holy yes. Spirit to mess with you at 3 a.m. before as, you give the talk so we're fine with that you know but I also was pretty clear, listen, I cannot give that talk and just give a how to use the internet talk. Like there's going to be a lot of heart in this. And so for me, one of the most life changing conferences that I attended in college was Jubilee. It's this conference that the Coalition for Christian Outreach hosts in um, Pittsburgh. I don't know if they still do it. It was amazing though, whenever I went and they had musicians and artists and authors come and speak and I remember hearing them talk about what it was like, why it was so important to be a Christian who is an artist, who is a creator, but who isn't preaching to the choir, right? So to have the ability to say, listen, God, I'm going to honor you through the gifts and the talents you've given me, but I'm not going to just do it for like this close knit, you know, Christian audience over here. Like, and it's being in the world, but not of it. So how do we how are we artists and creatives and women who work and women who serve and women who are in ministry? And how are we using the tools that are constantly changing and these being aware of the trends and understanding how to best use as good stewards the spaces God's given us without making it about us and without selling our souls and by keeping God at the forefront of what we're doing, but still being relevant and still understanding how quickly things change and being willing to adapt and to change to those so we can get our message out in a way that serves the people on the other side of the screen or down the street or at our church who need to hear our message. So, I mean, I'm going to have to try to like make that into an actual talk, but (laughs) that is the premise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm just sitting here right now feeling inspired just by your description. So I'm sure the talk is going to be good. I mean, that could be it. I mean, it could have been like 30 seconds and now we're done. And so we'll just sit there and stare at each other for a while. But, you know, hopefully God will give me more. Right. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that he will. That was probably just your elevator pitch. We'll go with that. And it's going to form into something else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
Well, Crystal, I've been so thrilled to talk with you. We are going to put all of the links of everything that you mentioned on the show notes on the page. And uh, I just, I can't wait to see you in October at Declare and hug your neck and for our community to get to meet you. I mean, you are one of the most fun and approachable speakers I've ever met. And I just think everybody's going to fall in love with you if they haven't already. I'm so grateful that you took the time today to talk with me on the oh, podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. And listen, I am super approachable. I'll be the one with the faux hawk, probably rocking some yoga pants because I don't really get fancy. Thanks, Crystal. Have a wonderful day and we will see you in October. Oh, thank you, Anne. Can't wait to see you. Isn't she just so great? She's so much fun. I just love her. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Declare Conference podcast. You can find more from Crystal Stein when you go to declareconference.com. Just click on the show notes. That's where everything is. And while you're there, be sure to get your ticket for Sweet as Honey. You don't even have to wait to get connected to our incredible online community. You can ask questions, find friends, get important tips. You can get everything that you need to help make your communication better through our private Facebook page. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and then go follow Declare all over social media. We love it when you leave comments because then we can interact with you even before the conference. A huge thank you today to our sponsors, Rad Joy and Simply Bliss. You can find all about what they do in the show notes. Don't forget to check out Shazzy Fitness. Lastly, if you want to sponsor this podcast or become a sponsor at the conference, contact us through our webpage. So that's it. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time on the Declare Conference podcast.